this is my friend Jennifer. <laughs> Hi. And I'm Steph, of course. Um, we have a new guest co-host this week because my other friends don't like me. Just kidding. She, um, I say she, well, there's two. I'm They're a friend. Yes. <laughs> you know, this is my pretend friend. Right, this You're is my... imaginary friend. Yeah. You, you me talk. and your last one to call friend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I thought no. I knew what I was going to say next, though. I didn't. But oh. that's okay. I'll take a drink. I think, I think my honey just got me. Okay. I put this creamed honey in my coffee. It was delicious. It's salted caramel creamed honey. Oh. It's delicious. And I have just like pumpkin spice flavored coffee. Mm -hmm. Like not the latte and the, it's just the coffee. And I put some scoops in there. Mm -hmm. It is so good. I've never done honey and coffee. Like, I've heard of it with well, tea, but I know some people do. I did. I don't normally put cream or sugar in it, but since it was creamed honey, right. I thought that would be kind of like a latte then because there will be mm -hmm. some sweet and some cream to it. And I can always put some of my tincture in there if I need some more, like, oil behind it to be more substan substantive. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's kind of early being this high. <laughs> Welcome to my world. I frequently get high all day long, but I don't think I've been out of the house high in the morning. <laughs> it's only been a year for me. Right, high. right. You are. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a baby, but not really because I did it before in the olden times. Yeah, I still think you're kind of a newbie. Yeah, I don't think that really counts because it's a completely different world. Yeah, you're like a different person then. Yeah, right? It was like this whole other life. Yes. Yeah. And I think about that and I'm like, I don't like who I was then. Maybe that's my problem. I get lost. Yeah. In yeah. Yeah. So I, I will like, totally <laughs> go with that tangent and ask you all kinds of questions, but I won't. Okay. So, ahem, I have my script. My script isn't really this long. I just printed out a bunch of shit and I thought I'd bring it okay. in case, you know, okay. for reference. I used to bitch at this woman I worked with like 10 years ago because she would print all this shit out. Mm -hmm. like she just needed to notate in the system. There was no reason to print it out, write it down, and then mark it in the system. She drove me fucking nuts with it. Yeah. <laughs> with my fucking book printed out for no reason. Okay. <clears throat> Warning. I didn't do it very good that time. <clears throat> Warning. This podcast contains many extremely upsetting things, including, but not limited to, murder, assault, child abuse, guns, bombs, racism, bigotry, and turds. We will use extremely offensive language and humor. Laugh at me, too, because I don't like just laughing at myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> the list of bigotry, turds, okay. It is absolutely not appropriate for all listeners. You have been warned. I am jealous of your ability to just turn this off and not have to experience it. I'm not very far into learning about Buddhism yet, but I'm pretty sure Buddhism can help me with that. So I'm working on it. I get distracted on every thought I yeah. have. But I like it. Mm -hmm. It makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is the um, statement from the press release. Oh. I got an official press release. Right. Give me a second. Let me back up a second here. All right, okay. Because last night I was listening to, okay, there's um, Jensen and Holes, The Murder Squad. Mm -hmm. Paul Holes is my fucking hero. Okay. So when this shit started unfolding, I emailed them to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And Billy Jensen answered. And he was like, it's good that you contacted law enforcement. You know, let us know how it turns out, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is so nice that he replied to me. Yeah. Those fuckers released an episode on I-70 yesterday. On <gasps> I-70 Killer. I say those no fuckers lovingly. Isn't that way. awesome? They did an episode yesterday. And they sound like, I just, there's momentum. Like, I know, they know who did this. I just know it. I fucking yeah. know it. And, oh, I'm going to jump ahead and get to shit. But, like, shit's going down. Yeah. And it was, I, since it's murder talking about, I don't mean to be a dick and be like, I'm so excited. But it is. But when I was listening to Paul Holes talk about the same shit I've just been talking about, mm -hmm. in the same kind of... You know, and I'm, like, taking notes. Yeah. Like, what does he say? Did he have any other information on it that I don't have? Mm -hmm. Of course he doesn't because I'm an insider. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they were, like, and from this press release, 
the, you know, from the meeting in November, and I'm like, that's the same press release that the captain sent me. Right, right. Because he did yeah, send it to I me. I know, I know. It's so awesome. <laughs> like, I don't mean anything. You were like, really, but involved I'm, in crime solving. I am getting there, man. Yeah. I figure shit out. You do. People don't give me the opportunity to just figure everything out for them because they don't trust me. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I will figure shit out. Yeah. And um, and I'm very creative about it. That's what my yes. and I talk about. You are about. just very creative person. Thank around. you. You are. I came up with a creative workaround for my ongoing health and mental health issues. Mm-hmm. They're different, but whatever. Since my doctor's retired. Right. And all that right. shit. So I have to renew my medical card. Mm-hmm. It's due like next month. So I set everything up and I set up for a PTSD evaluation because that's one thing that they can diagnose. Yes. Everything else is just verifying. But for that, they can diagnose it. So I thought mm-hmm. that's a very expensive way for me to renew my card because I don't, you know, because yeah. it's just going to renew anyway. But um, at least that can give me a start. So I thought I found this workaround, like, because they'll have to be in Ohio. Mm-hmm. So even if they can't be an ongoing therapist, like, they can help me get in, a, in the right direction. Right. If this is, right. if it is PTSD or that's not the direction to go to, you know, something. I can at least get to talk to a psychiatrist who can help me find someone who can manage my meds for me yes. in the meantime. Yeah. Which is just old shit that my other doctors had me on anyways. Like some right. Zoloft. Right. I'm not talking about complicated shit here. So I got lost on that. <laughs> um, but I didn't end up getting the PTSD evaluation right. anyways because they just didn't do it. They were like, you don't need it. You're already qualified. Right, right. And I don't, I don't know how your therapist feels, but I mean, I, I know you can, she can write a referral to, if necessary, and you just go to like a regular doctor if they're not willing to do really, it. I don't think she's around here because it's oh, online. Right, right. And I got through my insurance, and with my insurance, they told me I was too much of a problem. There, I, I need more help than they can give me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> gotcha. so, I don't know. I mean, I'll figure it out. Look, my, my doctor's brother's going to take, he's going to take the patients. Like, he's not taking oh, over the practice. Right, but he's taking But he's going to help. Because I just imagine he'll probably be retiring before too long, too. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably, I'm hoping, this is my positive self. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's just that, that, like, he's not taking the patients on because he'll retire before too long. But he'll right, still right. see us all. I'm trying that to, works be okay. for now. Yeah, yes, and it'll work but out. But I have to keep working to figure it out because there are no doctors accepting patients. Really? And there really aren't any doctors that are any goddamn good around here anyway. You tried like the other like places that people suggested and stuff? I or? haven't yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so there possibly are doctors. I haven't heard of any that someone knows of accepting patients. <laughs> But I think my lack of excitement about trying to find another one is because they're going to suck anyway. Yeah. And I'm going to have to start over because I have all this stuff. Even my doctor since I was a baby. Yeah. I don't care about that shit no more. <laughs> okay. So me and Paul Holes have this very special top secret memo that I have to read to you. Okay. <laughs> Police departments from Indianapolis, Wichita, Terre Haute, St. Charles, and Raytown, Missouri. I didn't name the states. That was silly of me. Along with agents from the ATF and FBI met this week in St. Charles, Missouri, this week, I didn't write that, to collectively review homicide investigations in each city committed by the I-70 serial killer in April and May of 1992. Investigators discussed each investigation, reviewing evidence, and how advances in forensic technology can help solve these cases. All police departments and federal agencies are committed to using every resource available to bring justice to the family and friends of Robin Foldauer, Patricia Smith, Patricia Majors, Michael McCown, Nancy Kitzmiller, and Sarah Blessing. At the time of these six homicides, the white male individual is believed to have been 22 to 40 years of age, 5 foot 5 to 5 foot 7, 140 to 160 pounds, with sandy blonde hair with a red tint. He was believed to be in possession of a unique firearm at the time of these homicides. We've attached a composite of the individual from 1992 with an age progression composite of the individual today and examples of the type of firearm that may have been used. Investigators from all departments consistently follow up on all leads related to these cases. 
These investigators are aware individuals in these communities possess information which has yet to be shared. If you have information regarding any of these cases, no matter how insignificant you believe it is, please share it with us. You may remain anonymous. We recognize relationships and perspectives change over time. It's not too late to come forward. You can call 800-800-3510 or go to stcharlescitymo.gov and click on crime maps at the way bottom of the page where there's a link to the I-70 serial killer. You can provide information on any of these investigations at the numbers listed and website. I can probably condense that next time. Probably. <laughs> but that's the official right. top secret stuff. No unabridged, no abridged version for Yes, us. yes. Okay. <clears throat> this week, I thought we could cover a few of the people who were considered suspects at some point or persons of interest uh, or well, at some point or another. See, I don't even read what I wrote. Of the I-70 killer, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> there is this really good article in KMOV TV. That station has, I swear to you, all back 30 years, tons of reporting on this. And they have a oh. whole video series now on their YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's, they're really good. KMOV TV, on your side. Sweet. <laughs> I've got most of my information probably from them. Um... So, I put in here a really good article about this, but there's many, so I don't know which article I was talking about. (laughs) They actually did a lot of reporting. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, So, I used all of their stuff and copied it. (laughs) And then this is a list of my sources. Okay. Because Mrs. BB didn't teach no fool. (laughs) (laughs) Jackson Sun from Jackson, Tennessee, October 31st of 94. The Wichita Eagle from June 11th, 92. Courier Press from May 11th of 18, WTHI TV 10 from November 18th of 21, My Life of Crime, um, Bonnie's Blog of Crime from March 29th of 13, CBS Minnesota, WCCO 112006 report, The Murder Squad. <laughs> I put 9919, but it was yesterday, so maybe I meant something else. In Magazine, March 29th, 2021, Queer Crime, The Double Life of Herb Bermeister. <laughs> His name is Bomeister, but every time I went to type it, I just mm-hmm. put in, like, whatever combination of, like, B-M-S-T-R. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say it as, like, Bermeister. Okay. Um, and the Tribune Star from April 16th of 2020. There's probably more shit, like Wikipedia. I use a lot of Wikipedia. I have the pages printed out. Okay, so these are a list of the people who I have seen named at some point or another as suspects. They are not suspects now, but these are probably just, not probably, I know because I did the research. Right. Like other murders and shit, but these are some fucking crazy stories too, so I just thought it would be interesting to discuss these as well. Because as with anything, the more you dig, the more interesting things you find. Indeed. And I swear to God, I could find... A fucking artifact and going out and digging <laughs> in my flower bed or some shit because I find shit. You do. <laughs> it's the tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got out this purse because I got this. I was just <laughs> thinking of those the other day. <laughs> and I have them in here. I think I do. I have an EpiPen. Oh shit, maybe I didn't take it. Oh no, I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love tiny hands like Donise on Saturday Night Live. It's just, it makes everything better. It does. <laughs> Into baby hands. I love baby hands. There's a, a group on Facebook that Tessa just invited me and that's something about being stoned and everything's tiny. And it's all these pictures of tiny things. Okay. Stoned people post. It's, it's so cute. I didn't understand how much I needed it in my life until I saw these tiny pictures of things. Yeah. It's very happy. So, <laughs> it's a murder. All right, so here's the list. It's Donald Waterhouse, Donald Blum, Neil Falls, Herb Bermusher, and uh, the murder of Billy Brassman. So first, we have Donald Waterhouse. Um, He murdered his mother and stepfather on February 29th of 1992. 92 is our hit year. Right, right. Which, it was a year. Okay, anyway. (laughs) 
<laughs> in Dyersburg, oh, I said that in Dyersburg, Tennessee. He used a 22, and the gun was never recovered from that crime. He murdered them in their house, where he was also living at the time. I love how you can see the structure of the sentence so that I'm not copying word for word. Right. But I'm trying to say the same thing that they said. It's hard right. to do. Paraphrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to just give you the definition. <laughs> we're going to jeopardy this shit out. Right, That's what right. We're do. That's what I do. All the, I was explaining to Tessa in the first episode, I think, what sisters are. <laughs> you know okay. what yeah. Because that's just, I think nobody knows what I'm talking about. Okay. So he murdered his parents. Jesus Christ, Steph. Okay. His parents, or his truck was found abandoned in St. Louis after he fled following the, the murders. He was found in October of 92, I think in Oklahoma, if I remember correctly. Okay. And he is in prison in Tennessee, from what I can gather. He had, um, but he was officially cleared as a suspect in 2012. It looks like they weren't looking at him anymore, uh, really, after June of 92, though. There appears to have been a press release uh, that month that stated they didn't think he looked enough like the composite. The article said all, or the articles all said things like that. <laughs> I can't read now. Um, they were uh, they were waiting on a ballistics comparison. It kept saying in the articles. And then they said he's not likely a suspect, so I guess that the ballistics didn't match, but they weren't quite willing to completely rule him out until 2012. I, they never, I never saw anything in an article where they said, you know, yeah, we got the ballistics back and it doesn't match. Yeah. But then they kept saying that's what they were waiting on, and then they said he wasn't a suspect. I'm just, so I'm assuming, yeah. but I really have no idea, so... Don't, don't write your research paper and quote me as a source. That would be bad. I'll write it on an index card. No. And then organize them all out, BB. <laughs> right. right. If you do that, the ghost of BB will haunt you. I told a high school client that yesterday. She's like, I don't even know how to write a research paper. I'm like, get your uh, index cards. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you just move them around and then their paper's written for you. She was <laughs> like, I can't do that. This bitch isn't going to check your work anyway. Right? Trust me. Right. Because right. I copied all that shit. <laughs> I made everything up in research papers in high school. Really? I mean, not everything, but, you know, if I needed to write more shit and I didn't know more shit, I just made it up. I only remember <laughs> my 11th grade research paper in really? English. I did it on the Mormons. Because you had to do That's something cool. American. Uh-huh. I did uh, the Mormons. <laughs> Somebody else did uh, Johnstown. Jones out, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because oh. that's American. Oh. So like, just... it happened in Ghana. <laughs> he was like American, and it was you know. Oh, was I'm like gonna go back and score that kid and give him an F because he's wrong, <laughs> and I should know because I know everything. You do. <laughs> People fight me on it, but I'm telling you. Okay, so they ruled him out in 2012. And when I was listening to the murder squad last night, I'm pretty sure I heard them say his name. So oh. that means he was a suspect. Okay. Okay. <laughs> everything Paul Hole says is... God's honest truth. Yes. It, not even that. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. I just... Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to really stalk him. I promise. But... Oh, you didn't know me in like junior high and high school. No. I no. stalked every boy I decided I had a crush on. Oh. <laughs> it was obnoxious. Oh my God. My friend Dawn, like, we had to drive by so many people's houses like 137 times a night. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. That's what I had to do. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I not get that. I am obsessive, though. I really, I do have yeah. some. I was just thinking. Uh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I wrote a script. I need to stick to it for reasons. Steph, I don't mean you. Tangent. Right. I mean myself. <laughs> Okay, so I'm assuming in 2012 or whatever, when they did one of their regular reviews of the cases, that they decided that they would just go ahead and officially rule them out. Mm -hmm. Whatever. So, the next one is Donald Bloom, and most of this I guess I got from WCCO CBS Minnesota. I think I put that on my list, but whatever. In 1975, he was convicted... Oh, this 
they all pissed me off. But mm-hmm. in 1975, he was convicted of raping a 14-year-old girl. He was sentenced to 40 years. I was impressed that he was at least sentenced to 40 years, but he served three. I don't know how you get from 40 to three. Wow. But according to the KMOV TV article, a psychologist warned in 1992 that Blum had the potential for, quote, potentially devastating results, quote, unquote, Mm. quote, if he wasn't getting the proper supervision. In 1999, Donald Blum then murdered Katie Poirier and burned her body in a mobile home fire. It doesn't seem that there was much linked to the I-70 killer in Blum. Um, Donald Blum had reached out to investigators from prison in 2006 and claimed that he wanted to tell them everything they had always figured that there were more murders than what they, than the Katie Poirier. He had always maintained his innocence, but at that point he seemed he was going to finally tell them everything. Instead, (coughs) it seems he was just toying with them because he's a fucking asshole. He had demanded a transfer to a prison closer to his family in exchange for the information. The investigators were going to give him the transfer, allegedly. But after three days of him dicking around with the investigators, they took that off the table. And he is currently serving life without parole. But he never gave up any more information. Mm just meant to write in and typed poorly. Charleston, West Virginia. Oh, that was the end of the sentence. Jesus. Okay. Okay. Heather Saul um, ended the campaign of violence. Neil Hall. Neil Falls began in North Char- in Charleston, West Virginia. She had met him in her capacity as a sex worker. They arranged for a meetup online from Backpage. Neil Falls asked Heather Saul if she wanted to live or die. That was a bad idea. Neil had a gun. I wrote this so well. So stone sitting there in the moment. Okay. Um, Neil had a gun. Heather grabbed a rake. She brought a rake to a gunfight and she fucking won. Awesome. Neil put the gun down to get the rake from Heather's hands. She saw the opportunity and grabbed the gun, shot behind her, and shot Neil in the head, and he died instantly. Awesome! Yeah! Bravo. Trick shot, bitch. Yes. Um, so we all owe Heather a debt of gratitude for making the world a better place. I, I'm not much for, like, violence, uh, even vigilante, but fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the end of the movie scene. Like, yes. bam! And it was in her apartment. Ooh. Like, he came to her house to meet mm-hmm. her. Um, so, um, the police found a kill kit in his car you can see it online at the Murder Squad's website. It's gross. Shovels, knives, handcuffs, guns, fucking terrifying shit. They also found a neatly printed list of names of six sex workers in the area. And they lived because of Heather. And not surprisingly, Heather was then treated really shitty by a bunch of do-gooder assholes, including, unfortunately, the officer involved. Everyone was trying to leech onto her after she was this hero. They were making her uncomfortable with their checking on her and their management of these fundraisers that they started on her behalf. So it sounds like they wanted her to like do drug testing to get the money from the fundraisers. Uh, But what Heather said in a BuzzFeed article, this is a really good article from Melissa Guerra Grant in 2016, uh, they had all these rules and conditions for her getting the money that they raised for her. And she didn't agree with the conditions and said she just didn't want their money or their help. And when they when she stopped responding to them after that, then they called the police. Uh, the police were called. Uh, it was the officer who introduced those weird helpers. He's the one, the officer who had helped Heather mm-hmm. from, you know, the scene and whatever. Um, he was the one who introduced these people from his church to her to help her. And they're the ones who, like, started these funds and then told her, 
that she needed to be clean, so they wanted to like drug test her or whatever to be able to get the money that they started. None of this, like, Ew. they weren't consulting her on any of this. They just like Did sounds it. like they decided they were going to start managing her life because they just know better. Mm-hmm. But that's fucked up. <laughs> you can't just because then it's clearly a scam, right? Like right. you're not trying to help her if there's money involved and mm-hmm. you're putting rules on it. Like it's fucked up. Yeah. Okay, so. They, so those people called the police when she wouldn't stop help or when she wouldn't answer the phone. And then he came to the door and said if she didn't open the door, he was going to come back with a warrant. He admits this. And that he just said that just to get her to answer the door. Because obviously. But like they had had her phone, you know, for yeah. evidence. They didn't charge her with anything. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Well, I don't want to say obviously. But um, they had her phone so they knew about any drug usage and her being a sex worker and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like she was trying to say without saying it that they were like holding that shit over her. Right. You know? Right. And that's not how you help people by weaponizing the problems. <laughs> I'm telling you like you don't know. Um, I gotta stop doing that too. So, okay, he admitted that he did that. So they're a bunch of dicks. I mean, I'm sure they met yeah. well, honestly, but uh, whatever. So now she has no way to support herself, and she can't rely on sex work like she had in the past because she's being looked out for and watched right. by the police. So it's really heartbreaking how people with this dangerous lifestyle that makes them more vulnerable, they're then repeatedly manipulated and left with no assistance after being the victim of the violent crime. Mm-hmm. When she got home from the hospital after the killing, no one had cleaned up. The blood and other body matter or whatever was left in her apartment for her to clean ew yeah why does her being in a vulnerable lifestyle because of lack of opportunity also end up making her vulnerable to being mistreated by authorities it's really fucked up and i highly recommend that you read the buzzfeed article i think i need to stop thinking about it now because i'm getting so pissed off also i don't know why his name came up his connection with the i-70 killer but it wasn't him But a great story. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I think that's probably why. Go, Heather. Do these because, yeah, and she's like, I mean, I, you know, because I'm an asshole and I look people up and stuff, and it seems like she's just going on living her life, mm-hmm. trying to get a job or trying to work or whatever. I think she, she works for herself. I mean, I don't want to dox her. I don't know even if the right, pages I looked at right. were really her. Who knows? But, it and it's like also this... 2020 or something that I just saw that family with the like 16 children mm-hmm. um, they were in cages and then they the kids finally one of them escaped in the middle of the night and all this um, and then afterwards they were treated like shit yeah and they they wound up in foster homes with terrible people in terrible neighborhoods being abused it, fucking awful yeah and there's no excuse for it and it really makes me mad so if you haven't seen That's that or read the article and you want to get mad, Ugh. read the BuzzFeed article about this and watch the show. I think it's on like Hulu, the 2020 maybe, about that family. Mm. It's disgusting. And at first I'm getting mad at the officer, but it makes sense because they have body cam of when the officer met the girl who escaped the house. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? No. Okay. I just don't want to be telling you about it if you already Well, right, right, right. But um, because he's like, are you on medication? Did you, you know, because it seemed, but... She has never met people outside of her house, and she was like 21, and she looked like she was like 14. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she was like, I know, I just don't really know what's going on, and like, and my, my brothers and sisters are chained up. Like, it's the way that she's talking and stuff, it sounds like, because your brain cannot comprehend yes. what the fuck she is saying. Yes. And she doesn't know anything about the world or people, and it's like... I can really see how that could get fucked up to begin with because you, they, I can see how they would automatically think this is some kind of, she's off her medication right. or something. Right. But it's because you can't imagine what the Who does that? Is. Like, right. what? Oh, maybe she really is, like, held in a house. Yeah, she really was. It was horrible. Mm. Oh, my God, it's so upsetting. Yeah. And even them talking about how badly they were treated after and shit, and they're... Like, they're not all hateful and angry and bitter and mean. I mean, maybe they are privately. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But 
that's something I want to work towards more because I'm a bitter fucking bitch. I gotta stop it. These people have been through real shit and they're not bitter. Yeah. Like I can fucking chill on myself. <laughs> or maybe right. I can't. I don't know. Okay. Next we have Herb Bermerschmer. Herb Bermeister. <laughs> what a turd. Also, I watched a documentary called The Haunting of Fox Hollow Farm on Tubi. And boy, that's something. It's like a ghost hunter type of show that went to Herb Bermerister's house and looked for his ghost or ghosts of his victims or whatever. But they did talk about him and the crimes. Uh, and the man had this man. He had an indoor pool, which is just weird, especially in the. Was he like Daddy Warbucks? Yes. He, he and I think he was in like Indiana. Okay. I mean, regardless of where it was, it is in the Midwest. Yes. He had an indoor pool. I mean, there is some summer here. Right. Right. <laughs> and there's like, I swim in January. <laughs> um, well, this guy, you got to watch this shit though, because as weird as this, because mm-hmm. it was like an indie documentary type of thing. So as weird as some of this shit in here was, like you want to see this because you don't understand. Okay. <laughs> I got I to read how I wrote this because really. Yeah. Okay, he has an indoor pool with random mannequins all over the fucking place. You have to watch the show to understand. It sounds creepy, right? Well, you have no idea what creepy Ugh. is until you see the fucking mannequins just chilling in this dude's house around his fucking indoor pool. Now, with this guy, he went by the name Brian Smart. That was not very smart. Yeah. <laughs> and he picked up guys and then killed them. I guess it seems like he most of them were last seen like at a gay bar. Okay. So this man, I can I have a pen here so I can mark where I'm going, and I don't. Okay, so he picks up the guys and kills them. Now there is this guy on the show, uh, the haunting show thing, and whenever he keeps talking about this, just the way he talks about it, I don't. It's me being just a stupid kid and laughing about it because I shouldn't. But. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about their encounter, and he says. Something to the effect of like, see, and he says it wrong, so I had to put it in here. See, these auto-affiction <laughs> people, it chokes them out, but then they know when to stop it, see. And some people really like it, and some people do it all the time. <laughs> like, yes, documentary, dude, we get it, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> Just don't kill anyone and make sure it's consensual in advance. <laughs> but it's like, right. who are you trying to convince, buddy? When he's like, and some people do it all the time. Um, so in 92 a man named Tony Harris goes to the police and he tells them he met a man named Brian Smart at a bar and went home with him Brian Smart then tried to kill him during an erotic asphyxiation but Tony Harris survived earlier that night Tony had told Brian Smart yeah (laughs) Tony told Brian um, that he thought that Brian had killed his friend. So why'd he go home with them? Right? I mean, I'm absolutely not shaming. I just don't understand the chain of events. Yeah. The way it was I think you're dangerous. Articles. Come along I know, with me. You seem like the guy who killed my friend. Let's go see that indoor pool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I could use some laps. It's cold out. Um, but he but he survived and he's the hero of this fucking story, Tony Harris is. Even though I don't understand what they were trying to say in the story. So he goes home Mm -hmm. with Brian? Yes. And he gets there, Mm -hmm. and there are all these creepy mannequins, Mm -hmm. and an indoor pool, Mm -hmm. and he stays to have sex. Yes. Maybe he really likes this erotic asphyxiation. Oh, my gosh. Or, you know I've heard it's a popular thing with the kids. Maybe he thought it was an accident. Maybe. Maybe. I hadn't thought of that. Maybe he did think it was an accident. Well, not that that still makes it okay. Like, maybe. Right. I think you accidentally killed my friend. Let's go see that pool. <laughs> like, it's still weird. But there's got to be something lost. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Um, but, whatever. Okay, so then, so Tony goes to the police afterwards. I guess he does his walk of shame to the police. Okay. I don't like that. Okay, anyway, I'll get lost on some other shit that we'll get to at another time. So, 
goes to the police and he and the police basically tell him like yeah sorry Brian Smart isn't his real name so we can't help you unless you know who he is <laughs> you know like okay if only there were people in charge of that sort of gathering of information on suspected murderers right we should get on that but anyway in 1995 now three years later after this in three years they couldn't figure out they didn't care about yeah. this guy who was murdered because like I'm just saying is he went home with a guy that he shouldn't have gone home with right no that's not okay yeah so the, he three years later in 95 Tony Harris oh cause the police told him keep an eye out if you see him again let us know in 95 you did see him again oh okay um, but this time when he saw Mr. Brimmerister he got his license plate number and took it to the police Apparently, the license plate number was finally enough information to investigate the murderer. So they got his real name and went to his house and asked to search it, please. Mr. Hermister declined their request. So did his wife. By the by, she said they only had sex five or six times in their 25-year marriage, and I feel like that's got to be a problem, but I'm just super nosy and rude. So then, like, a year goes by... <laughs> after he just wouldn't give them permission to search his house. Okay. And so they just didn't. So then, in 96, then, his wife leaves him, and she's getting suspicious, and she's scared of him, so she gives the police permission to search the property then. Okay. And they found 11 bodies. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Only eight were ever identified. One of his sons found a skull in, like, the woods behind their house. Yeah, like he had to make up, he made up some stupid story about like his dad was a doctor and it was something to do with his research or some shit. Yeah. Like, whatever. But it's that same thing, the kids and the wife, there's no way that their brain could comprehend that it would be a possibility. So even if you see a skull in your backyard, you're still like, yeah, but seriously, dad killed someone and buried him in the backyard? Right. (laughs) Or 11 people. Yeah. 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 So, uh, he was suspected in another series of murders along I-70. Not our set, apparently there's more. In the 80s and 90s. And these were all murders that fit his MO, where they were men who were last seen at a gay bar near I-70. Means you travel for him, I guess. Unfortunately, we'll never know for sure if he was guilty, because in 1996, he killed himself before they could execute the arrest warrant. So, I mean, like, you know what you don't know. And the, there's yeah. four people who've never been identified. So, that's fucked up. But Tony Harris, yay! Yay! <laughs> okay, the last one that's in connection with is the murder of Billy Brossman. In Terre Haute, on November 30th of 01, at a convenience store in Terre Haute. <laughs> I'm real good at writing. Yeah. Billy Brossman was murdered by a still unidentified gunman. There are pictures from the security cameras. If this dude was the I-70 killer, then it definitely wasn't my uncle. The guy looks like Seth Meyers to me. (laughs) It really does. He looks like a skinny, ill Seth Meyers. I think the location of Terre Haute and it being a smaller store are maybe reasons why they think it could be related, but this guy used a 38, so it's not a ballistics match. Mm Mm-hmm. But who knows? Maybe there's some other forensics from that. Right. Uh, the store was robbed. I would assume that it would have had considerably more money uh, than one would expect at the stores that were targeted in the I-70 murders. I, a report from Camo VTV, always on your side, in Tarot, <laughs> says that authorities are cautious to make a connection. Now, this source, so I don't know, just yeah. the police source, said that authorities are cautious to make a connection. But they said that they do have a per. The person who murdered Billy Brossman is definitely a suspect. Wait, maybe they didn't say definitely. Is a suspect in the I seventy case. They didn't say why, but they were very confident mm-hmm. for whatever reason that it could be connected. Um, so they think they know who it is, and the person is not in custody. So if they know who it is and they're not in custody, mm-hmm. don't you think they're probably dead? I know someone who's dead. Yeah. Died a year ago yesterday. Okay. Okay. 
That report from November 9th of this year says that the Brasserman case was covered at length at the recent investigators' meeting. In conclusion, <laughs> I strongly believe that this is all going to be solved very soon, whether my uncle had anything to do with it or not. Thank you. <laughs> and now, in my favorite, this week's edition of Don't F with Staff. <laughs> Someone robbed me. What? No. Again, I'm so sick. Here we go. Talking Again. about all this shit happening. This is yeah. what I was talking about with my therapist. And she's like, why is all of it happening to me? Why is all of it happening? She's like, what is it? Everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything. Okay, so someone robbed me. I was about to book my stay at Golden Con. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not an heiress, so I better check my bank balance before I book it. Well, lo and behold, someone else had the idea for a vacation, too. It appears someone bought plane tickets with my bank card, but I didn't notice it for a couple of days. So I don't know why the thief didn't drain everything. Yeah. Like, because this happened once before, like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they cleared out my checking account and my I have a credit card that was overdraft to it then. Mm-hmm. And so and it went everything onto my credit card. So like they got a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. But this was one purchase. Yeah. Normally, they'll run through like a pre-authorization just to make sure it goes through. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they're going to drain it. So I don't... It, it felt to me like maybe I need to look into this because maybe this is something I missed. Yeah. There's something not right. Or, or right, a mistake. Right. Maybe it's just a mistake somehow. So, anywho's. Uh, I didn't notice for a couple of days. So then... That's really the main reason why I wanted to research the charge and make sure that I hadn't accidentally gone online one night when I was stoned and couldn't sleep and I was watching the Golden Girls and putting my hair in curlers. Because that happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I doubt I would forget a huge purchase, but I'm not totally myself right now and I haven't been for a hot minute. Plus, since this happened, I know of at least one specific incident that I remember perfectly clearly, but I know that my memory is completely wrong. (laughs) So... Mm -hmm. But seriously, um, no, just seriously is what I wrote. But that was a minor detail from the day that he died, and it was a pretty pretty traumatic day, so I get it. But now I'm typing this literally one year later, and I'm fine. And I'm sitting here typing and watching Ted Lasso, and I smell my Christmas candle, and I'm fine. I digress. (laughs) But So I called the airline and asked them to look up the purchase, because, I mean, I have the dollar amount, the card number, and the name on the card. Right. Feels like enough information. And the woman was all like, you have to tell me more information about the ticket for me to look it up. And I'm like, I didn't buy it, so I don't know. But I have the card number and dollar amount, date of purchase, name on the card. So, and she's like, nah, you got to get your bank to refund it. And I'm like, whoa, man, that's fucked up. Only I was super pissed and screaming and cussing. Yeah. But I did call the bank. You're obviously supposed to call the merchant first. That is what the bank will always tell you. Mm-hmm. In case they'll give it back first. Because the bank yeah. shouldn't have to be out the money. Is that Roseanne? <laughs> no, just a little harmonica. <laughs> it sounds text like the, message. the Roseanne theme it does. from like the later years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did get my money back pending the investigation. I don't know what... Wait. No, that's just how I normally talk. What they don't understand is that I know they're not going to bother investigating it, and it pisses me off, and I'd do it myself if they just let me. I was so good at that when I worked for the bank. I should be a forensic accountant, but then I'd have to learn accounting and forensics. (laughs) (laughs) So look, that's our show for today. Stay woke and stay woke. (laughs) I mean, that's not really the whole end of the show. That's just not my script. Right, right. So that's what, and then I have the Wikipedia pages of these guys that I printed out, as well as the court docket from another case. That's okay. something I talked about. Oh, it is. This is actually the um, docket for the case, the guy that they tried for the murder of um, Ta Cooper. Okay. And he was found not guilty. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking more stuff in here. I mean nothing but I have time to look at this shit so I do right right that's her creepy right totally 
I don't normally print pictures of the people I'm talking about. It no. just came out on the weekend. Oh, okay. I was, I was like, do you have pictures for everybody? No, it just, just came out. One. And then when I saw on, on here where it had, or not on there for references, one of these, it has like media coverage or something. And that's where I saw these other episodes. Like the haunting of Fox Hollow Farm or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say like, I make jokes, but they were kind of mean sounding, so I didn't, because I don't want to really, like, be mean to the documentary makers. It's not bad. It's just some of the things, my inappropriate humor, you know? Yeah. Some of the stuff I'm laughing at, I know I'm not supposed to be laughing at, but it's so funny, so I want to tell you other people to watch it for the funny part, but that feels mean, because they obviously worked very hard on it, and I'm not right. trying to dismiss them. Right, right, right. <laughs> but it's just a little poke fun. It's, and also I think because it's like, it is more of a... Um, like paranormal ghost hunting show mm-hmm. and I always watch those just for laughs yeah I don't know why I just <laughs> when I watch them I'm like oh okay yeah yeah I I heard that too when they played the things back right and, here was, here's uh, what I recorded and they're like he said Colonel Mustard did it in the library he went <laughs> like, no I heard rawr, rawr, rawr. yeah I, I don't know if I've ever seen one of those shows where I was like Convinced of who did it? Of uh, no, of like Ghost Hunters. Like, oh yeah, there there was one episode of the Ghost Hunters show where the two guys before they broke up said that they both saw an uh, a disembodied image. I forget like mm-hmm. they had some you know the technical term that they made up for it. That yeah. they were using, but I don't remember what it was. But they said they both saw it. But of course, it wasn't on camera. Of course, yeah. But I don't know. I don't feel like those guys are scammers either. No. Even though I don't believe the shit, I don't feel like they're scamming. Yes, I mean, because it seems they believe it. So that, like, yeah. the intent to scam is not there. Yeah. A lot of the shows, it's like, uh, clearly you're making it up. And, I mean, they all are, but some of them was, it's badly yes. <laughs> made up. And, and I like to make fun of them. Yeah. I shouldn't spend my time making fun of other people, though. I suppose not. Yeah. I'm trying to be nicer. Yeah. Eleanor Roosevelt said something about, like, great minds think about, talk about ideas or whatever, and small minds think, talk about people or something oh, like that. So that's both. a paraphrase. So, so I'm uh, like a medium mind. Yeah. I'm medium. Goldilocks. Just right. <laughs> if, you find, if you find yourself somewhere in the middle. Right. So that's the show. Cool. Unless you want, want some to, I can talk. Unless you want to talk some more, because I. You're good. No, I can talk some more. We can talk about Michigan football. Okay. Talk about Aiden Hutchinson, who just got named to the Heisman finalist. And how they're going to the national championship. Very exciting. for you. I know. <laughs> I don't really care that much. I know. But, I, you know. I haven't cried though. You know, I mean, I cry at everything. I didn't cry when they beat the Buckeyes, and I didn't cry when I they slammed Iowa. I I yelled and screamed and jumped up and down and all this stuff. But usually, I'm so excited, I burst into tears, and I'm like <laughs> that hasn't happened. Maybe they just got to win on January 10th, the national championship game, and then I'll cry. I'd be so excited because it'd be the first time since 1997. And 1997, Nebraska also had like the same record and everything. So we had to be like co champions. And that's oh. why I hate Nebraska. And now Nebraska's part of the Big Ten. So. Oh. That's irritating. I don't like Nebraska. Mm. I like Nebraska. Hmm. I've never been there. Me either. None of that like Nebraska, Kansas, sunny. Kind of of that line. Our murders were in Kansas. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, I didn't drive that far out. I used to drive on 70 all the time. Oh. I, I took that um, to get to school. Mm-hmm. It just all feels like connected to me. I really... I, the, the longer this goes on, and I'm probably just that I sit around and think about it more and Google it obsessively and get high, but... The longer, I, I feel like a connection that I really start to think it was him. But if, whether it 
was him or wasn't him, there's still whatever else he did in his 70 years. Yeah. You know? Because that even if he did that, that's probably not all he did. Right, right. And when you have the puzzle piece and you're looking for the puzzle, it's very hard to do. Yeah. I really, I don't want to say got lucky on this, but just that that was the route that he was taking mm-hmm. on his trip. So I look up a 70 killer and there is one. But I don't know how I'll find anything else. I emailed that um, CC Moore on DNA Detectives. Mm-hmm. And because I was like, I just, I'm like her. <laughs> if someone can help me, it's going to be this lady. Because mm-hmm. I know she's just like the pull the string person to see where it goes to. I just know it. So I sent them a message and they answered me. I mean, yeah, I sent a message on Friday and I had a message yesterday morning when I got up. And I mean, they just asked, um, because I had told them I did upload my ancestry DNA to GEDmatch Mm -hmm. so that authorities can have access to it. Um, And she also said, make sure to upload the family tree. Because Mm -hmm. even if they have the genetic markers, they don't have names or rep you know it's sure so it'll be harder for them to find so i uploaded my family tree after that to make sure that they have that in there too good and then i told her that but i haven't i don't i don't know if she read it and said come on be part of our show because that's probably what's going to happen that would be awesome there's probably going to be um steph network be like a remote reporter i'll just be on there bitching about everything that makes me mad (laughs) listen here guys Today, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's nothing terrible going on in my neighborhood right now that I can think of. 